Yeah! I don't know, Al, if it's sadness. I don't feel that's the emotion that I'm feeling right now. It's not sadness. Confused? A little confused, a little anxious, a okay. little yep. concerned, uh, a little perplexed, perhaps, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. to what happened in Atlanta this weekend. Misled? But, uh, maybe misled uh, is the right way to put it? Maybe a little bit of, of misled. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a lot going on. There's a, a lot of real Dodger talk to get to. we got a football weekend that we need to get a, uh, covered with the Rams with a big win, the Chargers. Did they yep. count a Charger? That life in the NFL. Raiders won a game. But mm-hmm. I, I, I said to you, going in on Friday that I felt like this series was going to be a hard-fought series, that this was going to go down to game six or seven, probably game seven in Atlanta, and it sure feels like that that's the way that it's going to have to go because if it's anything other than that, the Dodgers are home way earlier than either one of us want. Well, I um, yeah, I, to be honest, I'm kind of shocked at the predicament here, and I, I kind of explain, and you know, we're obviously going to let Dodger fans react throughout the show, so we'll, we'll um, get a chance to hear from Dodger fans, but a little surprise. I, I I say this, Trav, on Saturday I thought it was house money for the Dodgers. House money in the sense you're just coming off the obviously the win against the Giants. You have a bullpen game that you have set up on Saturday against mm-hmm. Atlanta's best pitcher. Um and there they were, you know, right towards the end there, a chance to win, obviously a, a walk-off single. This has kind of been the theme uh, so far in these first two games, but a walk-off for the Atlanta Braves. Okay, you know what? That's all right. Let the dust settle for a quick second. Max Scherzer's coming on the mound on Sunday. Uh, things will equal out. If It's not like um, if I thought the, the Los Angeles Dodgers just have so much more talent that talent's going to eventually play its way through. You would think that by the time we got to Monday, they found a way to win one game in Atlanta. Kind of shocked to be sitting here. It's 2-0 Atlanta. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm shocked because the Dodgers are playing exactly like they've played for the better part of six months. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. You can be a part of the show today if you want to call in on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. You know how to do that, 877-710-ESPN and ESPN Nation. It's presented by Dr. Pepper. College football's back, so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. They don't hit, Al. I know that we're going to spend some time talking about the pitching and the opener and, and they the went decisions. Max Scherzer and Julio Urias in the eighth inning and all of these things and Gratterall in the ninth before going to Kenley Jansen in the ninth. I know that we can talk about some base running gaffes that took place both in game one and maybe a defensive lapse that took place yesterday. And there, There's a lot of different things, but the fact of the matter is I know we're going to spend some time talking about the pitching and the way that it was managed and is it unnecessary and are they out thinking themselves and all this stuff. We'll, we'll get to it. They're not hitting. They only had four hits yesterday. Okay, this is what they've done all season long. They, where they've gone hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. This is what they've done in the playoffs. They went zero runs, nine runs, zero runs, seven runs, two runs, four runs, two runs. They don't hit regularly. Their approach is different. They're swinging. They're far more aggressive. Clearly, that was part of the game plan going into the first couple of games against the Braves where they're swinging at everything. They don't hit. That's why they're down 2-0 in this point, not because of the pitching, but because guys, really with the exception of Mookie Betts and Will Smith, no one's hitting. It's funny you say that because you're right, by the way. Uh, I mean, you just kind of breaking down. Listen, here's every one of their games so far in the postseason, and there are a couple outliers, the nine and the seven that you talked about um, against the uh, San Francisco Giants, but then 
you know, really what can you say when you have two games where you don't score a run? You end up winning a game 2-1 to one in that final one. So it, it, the, the hitting, as much as we have complimented how stacked the lineup is, how, um, you know, you can go with a number of different guys, whether you're trying to figure something out in the outfield or who you put in there for Max Muncie or, you know, we just kind of, this has been the conversation with the Dodgers. Look at all the options that they have. Unbelievable how many great players that they could put out there on a night-in, night-out basis. There have been some key players that have been completely lost in the mm-hmm. postseason, as in they're literally not contributing uh, maybe putting up numbers similar to what we were talking about with Cody Bellinger's much smaller sample size, but what Bellinger was doing, that type of average in the regular season that he had, you're seeing some of these players in the postseason. But with all that being said, Trav, you know, here's two games against Atlanta. You you had, you're right, They, I think yesterday I felt like it was a little bit different than Saturday. Um, you had a 4-2 lead going into the eighth inning. So yeah. that one to me is a little bit different than just hitting. And yes, they only they only had four hits. Yeah, they they still manufactured four runs, and you're in the eighth inning with a two run advantage with arguably you know if not the best bullpen, one of the best bullpens in baseball, and you had that chance to win. Even if I agree with you to some extent, I also don't want to give any free pass to that position they were in last night. They should have won last night's game. That, that, that should have been a W for the Dodgers. Yeah, no, it should have. You're, you're right. They should have won that game. But when you don't hit and you really don't hit with runners in scoring position, they're 2 of 18 with runners in scoring position with eight strikeouts along the way. It's really hard. And what, what, what the Dodgers have basically done in these games where mm-hmm. they've struggled offensively, and it's not just one or two. I mean, that, that, yesterday was the third time in seven playoff games so far this season where they haven't gotten more than five hits. That that's this this is a team that's loaded with all stars, and it's not just one. Mookie's batting three eighty seven, uh, Will Smith is batting two ninety six. Everyone else down the line really is not doing. Pollock one eighty two, Justin Turner one hundred seven, Trey Turner two hundred, Corey Seager two nineteen, Cody Bellinger actually doing okay at two eighty six, Gavin Lux at two fifty. Nobody's hitting, and, and and really nobody's hitting with any sort of power. You're right. If you give them a four to two lead going into the eighth inning. I get it, and this brings us back to the other part of this. What they're doing with their pitching. I get it. It makes sense on a spreadsheet. I like the idea in the elimination game against the Cardin or excuse me, against the Giants to try and get really favorable matchups late in the game. I'm not quite sure what's going on since then. I'm not quite sure why you have to go and try to do that in game one. I know it was a bullpen day, but you could have thrown Tony Gonsolin early in that game and see what, what happened. I don't know why all of a sudden, in the middle of the postseason, We've decided that using starting pitchers on their off days, on their bullpen days, is now our best option as a relief pitcher. I get it. Well, Julio Urias is an unbelievably adaptive pitcher. He's incredibly flexible. You can use him in the starting rotation. You can use him as a closer. You can use him in the middle. All of these things. But this seems like we just now. Now is when we're going to try to do all of these things. I get it when it's an elimination game and necessity is the mother invention, right? we got to try something right here. But – you won 106 games by playing this pretty much straight up, and now all of a sudden we're reinventing the wheel on how to manage the bullpen. It seems a little a step too far. So I, I wasn't I wasn't crazy in Game Five. You and I were having the conversation about it, right? The idea and the concept of what they were doing. I was like, I, I don't know. Do you is it necessary? Do you need to do it? Then you pounded me on the head and said, Look, for a Game Five, I can justify why they're doing it. This mm-hmm. is it, and and if they. You know, the, the strategy is going to be different in Game 5 than it should be in a Game 2 
seven game set. And, and or as, as you were just saying yesterday, game one, you don't start Tony Gonsolin. You go with Corey Knebel and, and mm-hmm. you go from there. This is this is the part that I'm confused on. Has their bullpen done anything wrong? Let me let me use yesterday as an example. It's a great question. Has their bullpen done anything wrong to where you feel like you have to overreact to situations? On paper, if I'm looking on this on paper, if you said, hey, Al, the Dodgers have a 4-2 to lead going into the eighth inning, and you're going to throw out Julio um, Urias, or you're going to – I'm sorry, you're going to have Julio, and then you're going to throw Kenley Jansen. Are the Dodgers going to win that game? They're already up 4-2. to I'd say – Trav, yeah, they are going to sure. win the game. But sure. here's my question is, well, why are they doing that? What game is it? Is it a game seven? Is it a game five? Like, is there – do you not need Julio again in a couple of nights? Like, is, is there is there a um, a strategy, strategy to this? Not because they're desperate because, no, no, we got to get this win because it's a must win and that's it. My my confusion is the bullpen hasn't done anything to where you feel like you got to play maybe a little desperate. And, yeah. and I, I feel like that's – I feel like there's a feeling, not of desperation, but unnecessary decisions that could also impact part of these other games coming up. Maybe you do it in a game five. I don't think you do it in a game two. Yeah, look, I, I, I agree with you completely. I think that when you are in a situation where everything normal is off the table, right, that we're in an elimination game, we don't have a starting matchup that we absolutely love, or we'd, lo- we'd like Julio Rios to pitch the sixth and seventh inning as opposed to pitch the first and second. I, that, that all makes sense to me in a one-game thing, but you're absolutely right. This feels just like, watch how smart I am. Watch how clever I can get when I have to get super clever. And they are smart, and they are clever. But to your other point, which I think is a great one, the Dodger bullpen has been the backbone of this team. They've been unbelievable. Long, they've been fantastic. And you're you're basically asking them for all of these guys to be perfect night after night after night after night. That's really hard to do. And Joe Kelly has been perfect. Blake Trinan had a little bit of a, wo- a wobble, came back last night, was perfect all over again. Kenley Jansen only really got to face one guy. That That's an almost an impossible situation to be put in where, okay, we're going to put the, the game-winning run on second base. Here you go. Get out of this. That's that's asking a lot. I, I, I get it. Gave up a hard hit. I understand, by the way, if Corey Seager doesn't get a little bit of his glove on that, I think there's a play at the plate. I think it took just enough, uh, enough off of it. But, mm. yeah, it, it, it's all of these things together that makes you feel like, wait, you're the better team. Just play this game. Just play the series and see what happens. And you don't have to get super cute to try to find a way to win this. Now, let's go to this next, Al. Do you like – I mean, obviously you don't like where they are. But last year the Dodgers and, and Braves were in a National League Championship Series and the Dodgers were down 3-1. to one. And as I'm watching, I'm thinking, you know what? They're actually okay. I mean, you don't want to be in that position, but I felt like the Dodgers last year, even down 3-1, the Dodgers still have a pretty good chance of winning this series. The Dodgers, I think, have a chance of winning this series down 2-0, but this feels very different to me than it did a year ago. Well, I'm I'm actually – that's a – it's a good observation because all I keep hearing is, well, they were in this position last season. This (laughs) this isn't last season. And, Chad, the biggest reason why it's not last year – I mean, if you're Atlanta – the thing you're most cautious about is we gave up a 3-1 series lead last year. You were up to we were up 2-0 and you know we we let that slip away. And I only mention that because this could have just less to do with the Dodgers. This could just have more to do with the Atlanta Braves. No, we're more prepared this time around. We're not going to let that predicament come up again. Now, that doesn't mean that the Dodgers won't have tomorrow 
won't have Walker Bueller, who's on a full rest. I mean, I think it's almost going to be a week, right? I think we yeah, were talking about that. It is that. a week. Basically, be a week. Not only is he on full rest, he'll be ready to go. He's one of the best pitchers in all of Major League Baseball. He'll be at Dodger Stadium. He knows what's at stake. You can't go down 3-0. But I agree with you. It is different. It is different than it was a season ago. And, you know, we'll go back to this. I'm very surprised that the Dodgers are in this predicament. Maybe also add on top of that, going into the eighth inning yesterday, you're up 4-2 to two and you find a way to lose that game 5-4. to four. So there are a lot of variables that I think that come into this. And, you know, these decisions that have been made so far, you, you said this, you actually said this before they played the Giants, that maybe it's a little too cute, some of the stuff that they're doing, some of these decisions. Andrew Friedman, Dave Roberts, the just kind of the, yeah, we're the smartest guys in the room, and we're going to show you just how smart we are. Trav, they, they have so much that plays to their benefit just by, by doing things normal. You don't have to act in game two like it's a game seven or a game five. I really, really think some of those decisions, who, by the way, you know, you tell me this, Julio pitched yesterday. Mm-hmm. He looked um, He looked like if you gave him another couple at-bats, he was going to give up a couple more hits. What does that mean for him? Is he fine rest-wise to come back in a couple of days? Because that's the only thing I was thinking of is it didn't make sense that he was in that in that position. And then what does that do to his start that he would get on, what is that, Wednesday? I think he'd get a start at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, he'd start game four on Wednesday. If we're looking for silver linings, Al, and I think we're, we're at the point where we need to, uh-huh. where we've got to find a couple of things to say, hey, here's the good news. Well, hey, here's the good news. I don't think it has anything to do with how he's going to pitch on Wednesday. Okay. I think this, this this was his bullpen day, right? Mm-hmm. That you know, listening to Dave Roberts last night talk about, it, he said that you know if the situation presented itself in Game One, they're going to use Julio on Saturday. That he and he just said the situation never presented itself. We didn't have him throw his bullpen because we knew we probably were going to get him in the game on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, that that's what you do. You pitch, you wait a couple of days, you throw a hard bullpen, which is essentially what he did last night, and then you go back and you do your start a couple of days after that. So as far as the throwing routine goes, he's on on schedule. The the difference is when did we decide that we wanted the 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 in between starts bullpen session to take place in the middle of the game? Uh, this just, is the just during the, the postseason. Yeah. yeah, just during the postseason in the second round. Uh, just during the most critical stage of the postseason. That's all. That's and just during that time. And especially a guy like Julio Urias, who look mm-hmm. this. This does not mean that he's a bum. All of a sudden, he, he he got hit yesterday. It happens. It, it's one of those things. But we're already a hundred innings past the most innings he's ever thrown in his life, and now we're screwing with the schedule even more. It just seems like it's a. Uh, it's one of those things, I get it, but do we have to do this? This is not an elimination game. And we'll see what it looks like in game three, right? Are they going to do the same thing with Walker Bueller? Are we going to see him, you know, get an opener? Are we going to see somebody come out of the starting rotation and pitch the seventh inning in this game? It just seems like the plan is out the window. Okay, so I got a couple questions I want to ask you when we come back. Uh, let's let listeners weigh in on this. What have you thought over the first two games for the Los Angeles Dodgers, the decisions that the front office, Dave Roberts, have been making. Um, do you still feel good about the Dodgers' chances to come back in this series? So we can do all that. And plus, Trav, we got some sound from Dave Roberts to kind of help answer some of the questions I think a lot of people have, so we can do that as well. Phone number is 877-710-ESPN. Uh, Travis and Sliwa Show uh, coming up here in just a couple of minutes.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's not the end of the way. It's just two games. It's a best of seven series. There's no reason to get all soft and whispery. And, and no, 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 no. This, this actually. One, there's I, there's I think, a lot of good stuff going on. So it's I think fine. Chris's open tells a, a bigger story. Okay. <laughs> you came out the gate hot. You were yeah. all business this morning. Yeah. Like, I was just trying to kind of have a normal conversation. I thought maybe, hey, Trav, how's the weekend? How's the weekend? Like, Al, you're like, Al, <laughs> keep it down over there, okay? We, uh, we're not doing that today. We're not doing uh-huh. that today. Uh, How all was business, weekend, Al? How was your it was weekend? Right. It was okay. You know, thank you for asking. I appreciate it. Uh, just enjoying a nice cup of Starbucks as we get things going. Sure, uh, sure. By, by the way, it didn't take very long for uh, – listeners to to light up uh, the phone lines here so y- you can do so if you're on hold give us a quick second 877-710-ESPN um Trav can we hear by the way this uh, all the calls will be on the Dr. Pepper call line Trav can we hear from Dave Roberts because I think and I know we got a few different sound here is it the is it the Julio one coming in the eighth that that's the one I'm most curious about to hear from Dave and I think this will give listeners a little bit of context if they haven't heard it yet so take a listen here real quick Dave Roberts kind of justifying why he brought Julio in the eighth. We talked about it before the series, and uh, he was available last night. If it came to the situation, it didn't. Uh, he hadn't thrown a bullpen, and um, he was the best option at that point in time. Um, he was prepared for it. It was a perfect spot for him, and uh, getting him through that eighth to go to Kenley to finish the game. I get that you have a plan in place. I get that you are – laying this out so if we get to this part of the game with the starting pitcher then we do x y and z if we get a little later the plan is a little bit different but i i don't know why all of a sudden that while maybe he's capable of doing it why we have now decided that our starting pitchers are going to be relief pitchers on their bullpen days at this point in the season, if this is what they did all season long, and it's new, and it's kind of, it's like, all right, this is nothing just changed, how they're, right? How this is how they've it. been doing it. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. I, I want to say this again. I think that the pitching is an interesting conversation, and it's one worthwhile having. They're not hitting. Let's not get our eye because there's a lot of things to tell. Well, Dave did this, and he brought in this guy, and he didn't bring in this guy, and he pulled this guy, and we did an opener. It's easy to look at the manager and say about all the things that he's doing and whether or not it worked. Fact of the matter is, their pitching's been really, really good. The bullpen, while odd, has been pretty effective. It's yeah. it's it's put them in. A, they're not winning because they're not hitting. That's the much bigger issue for me, Al. And the only reason why. I want the Julio explanation, the conversation, just because they were up 4-2, right? Mm-hmm. They, they were just the mere fact that walking into the eighth, you're 100% right. They're not hitting. We go back through every postseason game they've had so far. It's not like they've consistently been a four- or five-run team. No, you have your nine-run, then you have two zeros. You know, you're going to have those. That's what they've done. But I just thought yesterday specifically – you're up 4-2. You've had a bullpen that's been fantastic yeah. in the eighth going with Julio. I think that's what raised a lot of these questions. Let's try our first call on the Dr. Pepper call-in line today. Let's go to Long Beach and Patrick. Patrick, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on? 
Hey, Tra- Travis. Hey, Alan. I'll, I'll try to be as quick as possible. Travis, you're 100% right on the fact we're not hitting. Trey Turner, what he's doing is, is terrifying right now. But but with Allen is we could have 12 hits and not get four runs. We had four runs yesterday in going into the eighth inning. Julio Urias, 20 game, 20 win pitcher, starting pitcher, best pitcher since 2014 for a Dodger for wins. Guy's been amazing. Our bullpen has also been historic this year, and we're not doing it. You know when when Dave does the normal what you want a manager to do in, in the situations, you're like, it's amazing, it works because our team is amazing. But I, it reminded me of the Patriots, Seattle, where Pete Carroll calls a pass on the goal line. It's like, okay, yeah, you got Russell Wilson, he's amazing. You also got Marshawn Lynch. What are you doing? And, and I, don't, yeah. I don't know. It, it, uh, I've watched, love the Dodgers, you know, multi-generation Dodger fan, but it, it hurt last night. And, and it was, uh, I don't know what to say. Yeah, Patrick, I, I get it. I think you bring up a really good point. Here's the thing, and, and hearing you say, I, I don't know what to say. I, I feel you. Mm-hmm. Guys, the, the Dodgers are still okay. This is If the Dodgers win tomorrow night with Walker Bueller on the mound, which is a pretty good jumping off point, Dodgers are fine. Okay, everybody, this is not the end of the world. They're, they're in a hole. They've been really good when they've been in a hole. They've been really good with their backs against the wall. They beat St. Louis. They won back-to-back games against the Giants with their backs against the wall, and they're going to have to do it again in this series to be sure, but it's not the end of the world. They are still in a position where if they take care of their business tomorrow, you're basically on schedule at this point with Urias coming up in the next one. I do agree with him, however, though, Al, when he's talking about the Pete Carroll thing. Hey, you know what we'll do? We'll throw it right here. They'll never see it coming. Okay. How about how about this? How about we just do which was going to yeah, win us the Super Bowl? How about just run the ball the and get it to the end zone and then yeah. go hoist the uh, the Lombardi? Yeah. Yes. Sometimes the obvious thing is the right thing. And if the Dodger bullpen, and you said this a minute ago, if the Dodger bullpen had been a bunch of guys that you just never know what you're going to get. Yep. Right. Don't I trust just, them. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe today's the day's good. Maybe I, I don't. That's not what this is. The Dodger bullpen has been extraordinary, and all of a sudden you're making moves to try to cover innings and outs and things here. We, we've seen Blake Trinan get a fourth out. We've seen Kenley Jansen get a fourth and a fifth out. We can, Off day coming up today. You could have extended those guys a little bit and have it be a perfectly responsible and, and, and tactical thing to do, and yet here comes the starting pitcher for game four in the middle of game two. It's just a very peculiar way to, to change your philosophy more than anything at this point in the season. All right, let's take another quick call here. Let's go to Scott and Redondo. Scott, what's going on? You're on the Travis and Sleva show. Hey, guys. Love the show. Uh, I fully agree with you that the Dodgers are screwing up the pitching rotations. And my big question is they already knew that Scherzer was tired going into yesterday's game. He told them that's why they delayed it from game one. So if they already knew he was tired and he obviously had the dead arm, why didn't they start Bueller last night? Bueller was on full rest going into last night. You pitch Bueller last night, he probably gives you six, seven innings. You don't screw up your rotations. Urias probably doesn't come in. And then you have Bueller last night on full rest. You have Scherzer tomorrow on full rest. And then Urias on Wednesday in full rest. You have three full rest games. Now every game is screwed up. So I don't know why they didn't consider that or think about that. I haven't really heard that talked about much. Do you have any insight into that? Yeah, thanks, Scott. It's time for some Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. 
they're trying to keep these guys on turn as best they can. But you, you bring up a really good point. It is a good point. It, it, it's a very good point because you've already kind of shuffled the entire deck. You've yep. already decided that Corey Knable Corey started back-to-back postseason games. Mm-hmm. Who saw that one coming? Mm-hmm. Okay, we've seen Max Scherzer come out of the pen. We've seen Walker Bueller throw on short rest for the first time ever. We've seen Julio Rios mm-hmm. not get a start and then come in in relief in two games in a row. It's just the whole thing is kind of inside out and upside down. But I think the answer to your question, Scott, if I'm trying to guess at it, is they're trying to keep guys on turn the best they can. But everyone else is kind of going out of order, so why not them? It's it's a fair question. Well, for sure. well Trav, in, if that's the decision, keep these guys in order, it's, it's kind of safe to say that's the wrong decision. The, the way, the, way the, the caller, I think it was Scott, just laid it up, if Walker Bueller was coming off full day of rest and he pitched yesterday, game one it's okay. Game one we know it was everything was kind of screwed up just because – hey, you just wanted to get to a game one against the Atlanta Braves, and whatever you had to do to get there, you did it. So there's your bullpen day. You would have had, I mean, just does it matter the rotation that these three pitchers pitch? I don't think it does. Bueller goes in the first game, or Bueller goes in game two, and then today's a day off, and then Scherzer gets to go tomorrow and Julio after that. Does it? You would know this better. Does it really matter? Does that matter? It matters not, not if they're fresh. It, it may, look, it's very hard to change at the last minute. Like, if you're going into this thinking Max Scherzer's going to pitch game two, and you get to the ballpark on game two, and he says, look, I just, I'm just not feeling it, at that point it's really hard to say, oh, okay, sit down, Walker Bueller, get up and go. There is a routine that, that goes as far as this. But, I need but to say tra- this but again. Trav, but not, yeah. not that decision. What I mean is – that's not a decision for Max Scherzer. That's a decision for Dave Roberts and the Dodgers. Well, it, it is and it isn't. Scherzer's certainly going to be involved in that decision. It's it's his decision on whether or not I feel good, whether or not. Because, look, he came out of the game. It's the first time we've ever seen Max Scherzer come out of a game. And, and he was okay with it. Okay with it, right. Yeah. Because he knew he was he, – he said, he goes, you know. He said Vezia is a better option. a better option than me. Mm-hmm. I, we need to stop again. They're not hitting. Okay, this, they did not lose the game last night because they weren't pitching well enough. They gave up five runs. I get it. Julio Rios had a two-run lead in the eighth inning. I get what you're talking about, and you're not They had four hits. They've played, what is it now, seven, eight playoff games, including the, the Cardinals game. In, in those eight playoff games, in four of them, mm-hmm. they haven't hit. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to win games when you don't hit with runners in scoring position. You get four hits. They've had two games with four hits. They've had one game with five. That's not enough. They so, have to swing the bats. This is not a pitching problem. It's an offense problem. Hitting is – you're 100% right, but when you say they lost that game because of their hitting, I would say they lost that game because of their decisions. Decisions may also played a big part into the, the result of that game yesterday, as did hitting. And, of course, it's magnified more because you had a two-run lead. But I, I think if you want to make the case that hitting is why they lost the game, you have every right to. But you could also sit here and say that the decisions – that the front office or that Dave Roberts made in the middle of that game towards the end of that game was also the difference of an L or a W. All right, it is a million-dollar Monday. Don't forget that you're going to listen to us all morning long. Your chance to win a million bucks, your chance to win Lions and Rams tickets coming up a week from yesterday. Jared Goff is coming back in the house. Million-dollar Mondays on Travis and Slee, on Mason and Ireland, Sedano and Cap. So make sure that you're listening all day long. And let's talk a little bit about that Rams game yesterday. Rams won big. Rams offense is good. But there are a couple of things that took place yesterday, Slee, that you should have your eye on. I'll tell you what they are next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Before we talk a little bit about the Rams and the big win that they had yesterday, Al, let me just just real quick. Do you think the Dodgers are going to win this series? Because I still think they are. It's going to be – I'm. Let, let me say this. I'm shocked it's 2-0. Like, I'm still trying to figure out it's 2-0. Well, you were I, thinking I really, five games in this deal. I really – did not think, and I think part of it was the momentum of coming off that San Francisco series. And, Trav, you know what I feel like now, two games in, and it's not like they're losing 7-1 to one each game. They're literally right. – They're one-run game both They're one-run games. They're, you know, it's coming down to the last inning. Um, I'm shocked that they're down 2-0, but what I thought would play to their advantage was that momentum. Trav, you think any part of this, can Atlanta just be fresher? You know, just, sure. just kind of think, – thinking of it this way – the Dodgers had to play every game for 162 games, right? Every game till the absolute last day until the fifth inning when they put the Padres-Giants score out in right field, right? <laughs> they had to play every single game. And then you get so to the wild – and then you get to the wild card. And then you go through a five-game grinder against the San Francisco Giants that can go either way. Doesn't it feel like Atlanta just – there is a um, – no, we've kind of been hanging out here for the last couple of weeks. and <laughs> not, not, We're not, good. Not that against the Brewers, obviously, that wasn't going to be a tough, but they took care of them in four games. So you answer your question, I'm shocked that they're down 2-0. So can they come back? Of course they can. Do they have the talent? Do they just need a little bit momentum? They can. But I'm with you that it feels a little bit different than it did a year ago. All right. I want to get to the Rams here in just one second, but you bring up a really good point about this. Thank you. Thank you very much. No, no, no. You said enough. (laughs) No, to give you more credit. You're going to like this. There's more credit coming your way. Think about you and all the listeners out there. We've all been through this, where you're dealing with something mm-hmm. that's emotional, right, that, that's stressful, something that's, that, that is on your mind, and you can kind of go into work mode, right? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, and then I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and you can kind of go through it, and as long as you keep doing things, you're just kind of in the mode. Then all of a sudden, you get a day or two where you can kind of take a step back from some of that stuff, and you're just done. You're just spent. You just don't realize how much you've been doing, how fast you've been going, the amount of work that's on your plate. That could be the Dodgers. Could, to your point, that for two months, we have to win tonight. We have to stay out of this wild card game. And like you said, to the very last day of the season, that's what they were doing. And then, hey, we need to beat the Cardinals tonight or our season's over. And then you're right into a short series against your arch rival who won 107 games. Mm -hmm. And after three games, you're in win or your season is over. We said it on Friday. Going into game one for Saturday was the first time in 90 days where the Dodgers have been able to go – Okay, let's 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 just go out there and play today. Maybe there is a little bit of that emotional hangover, and now that the the pressure is ratcheted right back on, maybe they're better in this situation. I thought they were. I thought it would play to their advantage. Let's put it that way. Like you were saying on Friday, it was a relief. You know, you're like we were telling Dodge fans, just enjoy today. Okay, yeah, the the, the series, the new series is going to start on Saturday, and you thought it would play to their advantage. And I didn't think. Look, I didn't make much of this Dodgers. 
we're up three games or we're down three games to one. They came back. Atlanta's going to have a chip on their shoulder. I'm like, well, yeah. that doesn't matter. I mean, chip on their shoulder. Dodgers have a chip on their shoulder. And, oh, by the way, um, the Dodgers are trying to go back-to-back. And the Braves, you just don't have as much talent as the Dodgers. For the first time, you know, maybe there is a little bit – You you – Tried to take a breath of fresh air, and all of a sudden, before you blinked, you're down two nothing. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a very good. And look, they're going to be fully present, fully aware. Come tomorrow, they've got Walker yeah. Bueller. By the way, weird start time tomorrow. Everybody, just so everybody knows, it's a two o'clock game tomorrow. Tomorrow's afternoon. a two it's, o'clock game. Tomorrow is a two o'clock game. So get hmm. ready for that. It's a midday game at Dodger Stadium. All right. How often do you hear this? How often do you see a team win a game 38 to 11, which is exactly what the Rams did against the Giants yesterday? Mm-hmm. They had a 38 to nothing run in the middle of that game. They fell behind 3 to nothing, put up 38 points in a row, and then the Giants got a late touchdown and heard the head coach not be particularly pleased about what he saw. I want you to listen to Sean McVay right here talk about how that slow start that the team got off to, that's not going to work. Yeah, I mean, I I just think the slow starts, it's just it's not good enough, you know, and, and uh, I'm not pleased with it. I, I really like the way that we came out in the second half and were able to have two 14-play drives to kind of control the game. I thought our running backs ran harder. I thought our offensive line did a great job being able to come off um, and kind of set the line of scrimmage against a very physical defensive line and a physical front as a whole. Um, but, again, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't want to come up here and continue to say the same things. We've just got to do a better job. i got to do a better job. And, and today was, uh, you know, it was a great job by our defense getting us in position to be able to score points as a team. But we got to be better. You know what that is, Al? You know what that, that is? What is that it? is we have a series of games coming up against some really bad teams, mm. and I don't want to fall into any bad habits. We're, we're, we could beat the Giants if we played blindfolded. We could beat the Lions. As long as we get off the bus, we're going to beat the Houston Texans. Okay, he knows that the, what's coming up with the Giants, Lions, and Texans, that the Rams, barring something very peculiar happening, are going to win those games, and he's just staying on them already about – do not fall into any bad habits just because the teams we're playing are having bad seasons. No, I like it. I mean, to be honest with you, I really do. And, and you're right. I mean, you look at that score, 38 to 11. They obviously dom- – the defense dominates. How many turnovers did they force? Four. I mean, that, that, that was really what won the game. But I, I like the – it doesn't matter what we accomplished. Did we play well or did we not play well? Yes, we know we're supposed to beat the Giants. But they got – you said this. You and I, to start the season, we were trying to predict the first eight games – um, before they get their bye, what would be, or or just really the first eight games, their bye week doesn't come till week eleven. Um, what would it look like through eight? If they're not seven and one, something must have happened. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, you want to look a bit further than that. Week nine, they have Tennessee at home. Then they're at San Francisco, and then they get their bye. They should be flirting with the best record, and you know, obviously in the NFL. But I think that Giants game is a perfect indication of um, of a coach saying. Let's not let's just because we know we're going to win. It doesn't mean we could have excuses to play bad football in the process. Yeah, we beat a bad team, but we made some mistakes in the process of doing it. And look, watching the game yesterday, two things just came screaming in. Number one, Rams are really good. The Rams have a ton of weapons on offense and the Rams defense is pretty opportunistic and, and they've been pretty good most of the season long. The other part is the Rams got the two most important things right that you need to be to be a good team in the NFL year after year after year. 
they have the right coach and they have a com- a competent functioning quarterback. If your coach is competent and functioning, Sean McVay is, and your quarterback is competent and functioning, Matt Stafford is, you're going to win a whole bunch of games. Look, look at what the Giants had out there. Al. The, the Giants are a mess. The coach seems to be in over his head a little bit. They they're obviously have a ton of injuries, but Danny Dimes turned the ball over four times. That can't happen and expect to win games. Can I, I'll throw one more thing in here. So if those are two of the most important things you need in an NFL team, you also need a defense that hopefully as the season progresses for the Rams, they're one that you can kind of, if Stafford has a couple bad series, they could still be a backbone for you. They can get that key turnover because a lot of times, like you said, you can have a, don't have a quarterback that loses you games, even though Stafford can win you games. He's much better than just a quarterback that just walks in and doesn't lose you games. But you need a defense too that you can rely on as well. All right, it is a Monday, which means everybody's in a good mood because it's an Ask Slee Day. Plus, if you're on hold to talk about the Dodgers, stay there. We're going to get to you as well. It's all 10 coming 55, up. 1055, more Dodger calls. That's right. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. This is a good way to start here, Al. You ready? I'm ready to go, buddy. Ready all to right. go. Would you rather live in a motor home for a year <laughs> or on a uh, boat for a year? Hashtag Ask Slee. Um, you know, this one's actually easy for me. I'll do a motor home. You know, I want to be able to kind of go drive around. If I want to go get, to, I'm, I'm going to take my, uh, I'm going to take my Comrex wherever I go, which won't help me because I probably won't have internet. I want to go up towards the mountain. Let me go up to Sequoia, Yosemite. Let me shoot out uh, to different parts of the country. I'd rather be able to travel and go than just stay in one spot. And uh, I don't know if you know this about me. I'm not exactly the. Not you're exactly not the water guy. You're, yeah. you're, you're not a you're not a, 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 a voyaging seaman. That's not your deal. I can look a boat. I, I think I'd go the same thing. I think I'm with you on the motorhome because it feels like there's a little. I mean, I'm assuming hey, we're not talking off. about let's Jerry Jones's yacht, right? We're talking about just some boat in some marina where there's a little room for you to sleep in. There's a little galley and a little and a little head, and you're just kind of the boat. Boat is so small. I think that uh, I think you're right. I think that's the best way to go. All right, here comes the next one. This is from Darb. I have no idea if you're going to have an answer for this or not. Okay. Should Brittany have been freed? Hashtag Ask Slee. Absolutely, she should have. <laughs> Absolutely, she should have. You know what's funny? I, I don't know. I didn't know much about that backstory, and neither, as I sit here today, let me not pretend like I do know about that backstory, but uh-huh. from what I do know, what the hell's going on? How can somebody else have control of another person? <laughs> Her pops had complete control of her. <laughs> only so, for yes. 20 years. Only yeah, for only 20 for 20 years, years while she's a mother and an adult living on the earth. But for those who a- did not know <laughs> that Trav and I were so knowledgeable in the Britney game, you just don't know us. Yeah, you just don't Britney. know us. For wow. sure. For sure. I'm glad that she's uh, in control of her own we life. We should play Britney music the rest of the way, the rest of the week. All yeah, week, I, just Britney music. Hit me, baby, one more time. One more time. And then one more that's, time. That's all I've got. I don't know any more Britney <laughs> songs after that. That's the that's the one I got for you. What is the worst physical pain you've been through in your life? Hashtag Ask Slee. Ooh, that's a good one. You ever broken why, a bone? Yeah, I, I don't know why this is arguably the worst pain, and I even watch it when I'm playing or when I'm watching others play basketball. You ever rolled your ankle like no nobody's business? Yeah, it hurts. Okay? In basketball, I, I think I went through a phase where I just had one ankle that was like, doesn't matter. You just walk any certain way, you're rolling your ankle, okay? 
when I I reached a point where it was like I'm never going into the paint ever again. I will never drive <laughs> to the basket mistake. ever again. But there is something about roll that initial pain of when you roll your ankle. Okay, it's fine afterwards. You know, it's like okay things. But that initial pain is so bad. If that's the worst one, that's not too bad. No, that's I, I broke I my done? leg playing basketball in high school, and it wasn't even like breaking the leg, which hurt a lot. But it was when you got to the emergency room and they put the foot back in position Oof. so they could set it for good. That was the, that was the part. Like, yeah, this is a pretty bad day. That's when you start reaching for the trash can to vomit into. It wasn't even the leg break; it was the reset of the leg. I think I crack my ankles 36 times a day. They just, like, every step I take, I get a couple cracks. Yeah, all right, here's TFP. It's drizzling right now. Do you get your car washed regularly, or do you just wait until it's raining and park okay. it outside? This is, no, this is a this is a good story here. Okay. When I went to, when I went to Europe slash Middle East over the summer, right, before I went, I didn't wash my car because I knew my car was just going to be sitting outside. Like, let it just go. Uh-huh. When I got back... I went to go do those hand washes, you know, like you just kind of run it through or whatever. <laughs> when I tell you that by the time I was done washing my car, my car looked like it had not been washed. Like that's how bad it was. Like it needed – I needed to go right back in and do it again. I just got my car washed last week, like a real car wash where my car looks normal again. Um, but there are a lot of times where, you know, I just let Mother Nature take its course, get a couple raindrops here, then it's good enough. Good for a couple of weeks. <laughs> that, look, you got you take advantage yeah. of what you can. I, I'm much more about keeping the interior clean than the exterior. I just need a little I – need, I need to have a, an inviting place when I'm on the inside of that car more than the outside. Here's a new name, Al. I like this. This is from okay. Yak, like the animal, mm-hmm. I guess. Yak Yanur. Uh, Yak writes, Trav is paying. Will you show up to the dinner if it's just Travis and his BFF, Dan Campbell? Hashtag Ask Slee. So I'm buying. It's mm-hmm. dinner. It's me. Yep. You're invited. And the Lions head coach, Dan Campbell. You coming? That night, I have Lakers talk. <laughs> That well, we'll specific night. We'll, 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 we'll put it on a night where there's no Laker game. There's no yep. conflict. We will work yep. around your schedule. Can you make it? Here's the thing. Amanda and Greg are still figuring out the schedule, <laughs> so we don't know where it's going to land yet. Are you so serious? I'm just uh, – I'm probably not going to make it. I'm probably not going to make it. And it has nothing to do with you. It just has to do with Dan Campbell. <laughs> so I was just going to say, should I be offended or should no. Dan Campbell be offended? If you say, hey, Al, let's go grab some dinner. I want to talk about how many times you screw up in one show during a week. I'm down for that. But it's the Dan Campbell portion that, that throws me off. I'll take the steak with a side of potatoes, and you know that I'm a head football coach because I talk in my voice like this. I'd like to see the wine list, and if you don't bring it, I'm going to start biting people in the kneecaps. That would probably not be a ton of fun to be around in, not in, going. in, a, in a dinner setting. Yeah, not going. I'd like to check, please, and I would like the automatic gratuity removed. I am a football coach. I talk in a staccato voice. I'm in charge. You know, now, you two together, I would sit at a table next to you guys to see if I can overhear how that conversation's going, but never, never would I actually look and make eye contact with the two of you. Here, you know what's better than talking in that voice to show everybody that you're a football coach? You know, what, the you UCLA know frat guy. No, that's a fan, man. Hey, I, I wasn't ready for that. But you know, you know, you know what's better is if you, I don't hey, know, we won know this what weekend. You're doing. We won this weekend. Yeah, so they I, did. I don't know what you guys want. You know what you're doing. I bet mm-hmm. you that the players in your locker room will respond much more to you devising a game plan that works as opposed to you talking like this. Hey, guys, we're going to bite some kneecaps. Yeah, but, Coach, we can't 
the scheme to get this guy down isn't working. I told you we're gonna get down. We're gonna get down on the can ground I, and we're gonna bite some kneecaps. Can I ask a favor? UCLA won 24-17. Can I get a quick frat guy, UCLA guy? I, I'm not I'm not really there. I'm so down on the Pac-12. Well, we're going to talk about USC's job opening relative to the uh, LSU job so opening. So just to confirm, I cannot get a UCLA frat guy. I just want to confirm that one more time. I, I'm going to I'm going to drop it on you when you're not ready for it. Okay. I, I don't like to be treated as a jukebox where you can just hit the buttons and the songs come out. <laughs> I, I, I like to kind of do it on my own on my own time. I try to. I can't find it. If I'm being totally honest with you yeah, right now, listen, listen. I can't listen. find it in my head. My Rolodex in my head is too. Let me tell you cluttered. something. We brought you in off the bench. We needed a lefty, okay? <laughs> and you just told the manager, "I'm good. I'm gonna wait hey, till the next. Let me wait." UCLA is pretty good. You know, they came back to be Washington on the road in Seattle. Not an easy place to play. A little yes. drizzly. Little drizzly. I'm telling you right now, UCLA. Yes. They're gonna win the Pac-12 South, bro. Five and two. No, no Five and not. two Bruins. Uh-huh. Now that Five people are looking again, who are they going to lose to on Saturday? Because that's well, going to happen. I was going to say, this would be the week. I thought it was actually going to be this past weekend, but this technically would be the weekend that they drop one. Oh, no, they're going <laughs> to drop it anyways. They're Oregon. They got Oregon this weekend. Oh, uh, that's right. Oregon's coming to town. So, well, the Oregon's not very good either. The whole entire Pac-12 is a tire is, fire at this it, point. Do, does the voice change with different fraternities depending on the school? <laughs> Just out of Maybe. curiosity. You don't have, have to answer to do, that question now. You don't have to answer I, that question now. I, well, I'd like to do the research. I'd have to go on campus like I'll go hit this fraternity on a Friday, go to the other one on a Saturday, and just kind of get the culture of uh, all, all the different ones so I've got to figure it figured out. Astley, it's brought to you by Key of Carson. This summer, find your next car or SUV at Key of Carson. Hurry on in to Key of Carson for the best selection off the 405 at the Carson exit. Go to kiaofcarson.com. All right. Want to hear from some Dodger fans. How are you feeling about this? Down 2-0. Down 3-1 last year to the same Atlanta Braves mm-hmm. team, and they came back to win. How are you feeling? Plus, the AFC West. We still going to get three playoff teams out of that. The Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Raiders? Is that a chance? That's all coming up. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.